Well, what's up, everyone? I am so excited that we uh, are starting this podcast. So uh, we have deemed this the Fusion Living Room Podcast uh, to just go along with uh, our whole idea of kind of uh, our Welcome Home series that we did in the fall um, to go with house rules. Uh, and really where that stemmed from was when we went away for Lead Week, we had talked a lot uh, with student leaders and what they felt was like, man, we want Fusion to be like a home. Uh, Eric, do you remember those conversations? Uh, oh, yeah. It was just a sentiment shared by everybody in the room. Just like w when each of us came to Fusion in our own way, it just like some way or another, somebody made it feel like our home. Mm. So we always want to extend that to anybody who walks in the doors. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I love that. Um, so I kind of jumped all in and was like, man, let's make everything about being at home. Um, so that's why uh, we started things like house rules, which are really our core values um, and why we started that kind of welcome home series. Um, and I'm pumped because for about two or three months now, uh, you and I, Eric, have had uh, this dream of doing some sort of podcast. Yeah. Um, why, why did you want to do a podcast? So um, at least my motivation for it was... Uh you know, there was just this time when I was like, honestly, pretty down and like, I needed something to fill my time positively for Jesus. So what I did is I just, you know, looked up the Sanctuary podcast, which okay. it, and if you guys haven't listened to it, I suggest you do. Heck yeah, um, you should. But so I just became in love with all these podcasts mm -hmm. about like ministry and what it is to live for Jesus. Yeah. So like, it was just my dream to make one where it's not just a bunch of you know, for lack of a better word, old people talking to us. Wow, do you hear that, Kevin? You're old. <laughs> Sorry, Kev, I love you. Um, but like, you know, really our peers talking to us about yeah. what it looks like in their lives mm. and how it can look in our lives to follow Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that. And I think even just as we've talked uh, about what we wanted this podcast to look like and be like and uh, what we wanted to use it for, it was to make Tuesday nights a little bit more practical. I think it's really easy uh, for us to go into a Tuesday night sermon, uh, or for me at least, and, and preach and teach and walk away and be like, man, I actually didn't give them anything practical like to do this week or to like, how do, how do we actually live this out? Um, and you had come to me and we're kind of like, hey, I think it would be really cool for us to go back over the house rules and to talk about like, how do we practically live out these core values? Like, what does it look like for us to walk in these core values? Because when we created these house rules, we made them with the purpose of saying like, hey, this is who we are as a student ministry. Um, and also to say, hey, this is who we are becoming. See, our 10 house rules, I think we're really good at them, but I always think that we can get better. Um, and even uh, as I was like getting ready for this and just thinking through this, um, I was looking over them and I was like, man, like, I love that these are our house rules. But my question to you is, what are the house rules? Can you name all 10? Okay. Uh, pretty sure. Usually I get s slipped up by the we statements, but here we go. They're probably not going to be in order, by the way. Okay. Um, Jesus are everything. Uh, worship is our heartbeat. Yeah. Prayer is our attitude. I mean, no, sorry. Prayer is our lifeline. Lifeline. There I'm we sorry go. about that. You're good. Uh, joy is our attitude. What was the last of the is statements? You do this really well. Oh, serving is our privilege. Yes. Now we get to the we statements. Uh, okay. Yep. The we's are hard. We choose honor. Yeah. Uh, we walk in love. Mm -hmm. We get close. We stay humble and we like to party. Well done. 
Thank you very much. You got them. That's good. I always, I was, I, when I was like getting ready for this, I was like, I only have nine. I only have nine. Which one am I missing? Which one am I missing? And the one I was missing was we stay humble. Now wow. that might be a personal problem of mine. Um, but yeah, I kept missing it. That's, that's, ooh, that's the one I struggle with sometimes. Yeah, well, I think Becca did a really good job when she talked about that, of yeah. how she struggles with being humble uh, mm-hmm. and being prideful. And the cool part, too, I think, even was sitting in small in my small group, at least, and just hearing some some of the junior guys who were like, hey, actually, no, I, I struggle with this, too. Like, it's actually, I think that I'm better than other people. And I was like, wow, same. Um, so, so, yeah, so it was cool doing that. Um, but today... We, we wanted to kind of run through these house rules uh, in different podcasts. And today we're talking about our, our first podcast of uh, our first house rule, excuse me, of Jesus is our everything. Um, that's a really broad statement. Yeah, like definitely. Jesus is our everything. Cool. What the heck does that mean? Like, what does that mean for my personal life? What does that mean? Like, how do I actually like practically live out Jesus is our everything or my everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and my question to you, Eric, is what does that mean for you? So personally, in my life and in my walk with the Lord, one of the biggest issues I had um, was I lived a very fractured life in the sense that like the way I acted in one place was definitely not the way I acted in another. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I create all these masks and I just create all these personas yeah. to fit wherever I was so that people would like me. Right. Um, now, were these like COVID masks? Like... You had, uh, you had a blue mask, a pink mask, Spider-Man mask. We'll go with that. Okay. We'll go with that. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, so it was just like really to make it so people didn't get so close to me yeah. so that that way they didn't know me so much that they decided they didn't hmm. like me. Wow. Um, And when I came into this relationship with Jesus, which, yeah. you know, at the time it was so like unheard of that somebody likes me just for me, yeah. you know, loves me just for me, enough right. to, like, even send some, that himself, essentially, to die for me. Right. Um, so, as soon as I accepted him, he just started doing a work in me, in making me into one person. Yeah. And when he made me that one person, it was built on the foundation that I am that one person for him. Yeah. You know? And in that, he became my everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. So, uh, when did you... Even like, so when did you give your life to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how, how did you struggle through that process, right? Like, I think, uh, I mean, I have my own stories um, of, you know, very similar to you where like, yeah, I was, I had, I had surrendered my life to Jesus when I was 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were to ask my church friends uh, to talk to my school friends, they would probably talk about a very different Andres, mm-hmm. right? They would be like, uh, no. He looks like this at school um, and at church. He looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Um, so what? What? When did you kind of give your life to Jesus, and what did that process look like? Maybe like a small example of like, hey, here's a big area where I had to surrender uh, who I was to allow Jesus to make me into someone new. Yeah. Um, so I I really gave my life to Jesus. Uh, I, I think it was in sixth grade at the time, in Area okay. 56. If that doesn't exist anymore, guys, Rip. but it was really fun. Wow. Um, Rip. But I gave my life to Jesus in Area 56. And, you know, it, at that point, it was all just about, you know, getting my salvation. Sure. And, you know, finding comfort in the Lord. 
Okay. Um, but he had to do a work in me where it wasn't just me receiving from him, sure. but me living for him. Yeah. Um, and so that in the beginning, obviously I didn't look very different. Right. You know, I was still living this fractured life. Still people from, you know, like where my dad would work, where I hung out all the time or right. like where I would go to school or even here at church, they would all say different things about me. Yeah. Because I would say different things. I would act different ways, you know. Um, well, you were also in sixth grade. Yeah. Like you were a sixth grade boy. You're not yeah. a you're not a whole 18 year old man like you are now. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, like, I mean, even I mean, you lead sixth grade boys now. Yeah. You know, so like. Do you, do you even see a little bit of that in them of like, like, hey, like some of you have given your life to Jesus, but also you're, you're like, you're just really silly and can be different in other places. Oh my goodness. I love my sixth grade boys because they, they, they convict me just because of, uh, <laughs> I will say that my sixth grade boys are much better off than I was when I was in sixth grade, at least some of them. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and I'm very happy about that, just seeing how some of them have grown even in this past year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, it was yep. like, I was still living this fractured life and it was coming together. Uh, and one of the main ways he did that in me was he called me to join uh, student leadership. Okay. And he called me to join the welcome team. Okay. And now in this time, because I was starting to, you know, set aside my masks and become this one person, mm. I was very insecure. Okay. Because, like, I had spent all this time making these masks so that nobody could see the real me. Yeah. So, like, when the real me was finally on display, I didn't actually want people to see me, even though, like, you know, that was the journey I was going on. Yeah. Um. So, being on Welcome Team was, like, a huge commitment and just, like, a huge leap. Yeah. For me in where I was. Yeah. Um, just because, again, like, I didn't really want people to see me. And being the first person people see when they walk in the doors at Fusion, that was really intimidating. Yeah. Um, and so it was really just him throwing me into the deep end and just like, okay, I want, I want you to trust in me that, like, you know, you made this commitment and I'm going to keep you to it, and I'm going to grow you into somebody so much better than you once were. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was really my walk with that. Yeah. So would you say, like, so even part of you figuring out and allowing Jesus to uh, become your everything not only meant a, like, hey, I'm I'm surrendering thing, these things to Jesus, um, surrendering these masks, these insecurities, uh, but also putting yourself in a place where you're, like, I'm also not only going to surrender these things, but I'm actively going to do something about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the crazy part in, in our faith and even just in the world that we live in is there's almost this like false offering of like, Hey, here I can give you an identity, um, mm -hmm. but you don't need to do anything about it. Um, you know, you can just say, I don't know, I'm, I'm X, Y, and Z. Um, and you don't actually have to like, I, I don't know, live that out. Yeah. Yet here within like following Jesus, it's like, hey, not only are you going to lay down and, and surrender your life, but you're also going to actively live for Jesus. Yeah. And that looks like serving the church. That looks like serving at Fusion. That looked like joining student leadership, right? Um, and all of those things 
you were doing meanwhile, still figuring out like, man, who am I in like in Jesus? Yeah. Like I know that I love him, but I also know that the Lord is like working on my heart and he's creating something new in me. Um, and I think it's so important, especially for us right now, uh, to really ask the questions of like, okay, Lord, if you're creating something new in me, like, what do I also need to be doing? I think, uh, we can be very passive in our faith and like, well, you know, I come to fusion on a Tuesday night, but that's all I do. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of anything else. Um, and I love Jesus, but I don't really want to be a part of anything else. But Jesus is actually like calling us and saying, Hey, if you want to come and follow me, that actually looks like serving the community around you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, that's, we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about serving as our privilege. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that like, even though in the moment, something like joining student leadership and joining welcome team was terrifying to me, Mm. you know, it, it petrified me to be in front of these people when like, again, I was so insecure in who I was, like I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Just because of the work he's done in me when I decided to step out in faith. Right. You know, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't done that one thing right. all of those years ago. Yeah. You know, I would honestly most likely be just sitting in a corner of Fusion looking at my phone the entire time. Yeah. Just because like, you know, I didn't take the time to... I'm not sure how to say this. I would say he was tempering me. Okay. We'll go with that. All right. You know, it it requires some pressure and heat for him to get me to who he wants me to be. Sure. And if I didn't step into the fire, then I would just be, you know, brittle and will break at anything. Yeah. And and what even what you're saying, too, is that fire is just being in a space where you're a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Because like it wasn't like I was going to die if I went on student leadership or welcome team. Right. It was just really uncomfortable for me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I, I'm an introvert, um, which you all like to think that that's a lie. Um, <laughs> but it's the case. I'm definitely introverted. Um, and I tend to be a little bit more shy than people think. Um, so even for me, being in my role, right, where I get to help lead our student ministry, our, our high school ministry, Sometimes being up front, even being on platform and speaking, or even welcoming people in, like, mm-hmm. man, it can it can sometimes feel like, man, I'm putting all of my insecurity like out on display for everyone to see. Yeah. Um. You know, I know that you guys don't think that I'm old, uh, but I also realize, like, yeah, I'm I'm still part of a different generation. Well, no, I'm an not. old. I'm not. I'm not. You're right. I'm an older Gen Z, um, but I don't subscribe to. I, I wouldn't say I subscribe totally to Gen Z, um, but I also can't say I totally subscribe to millennials. Um, but it is a really hard thing and something that I've even had to learn through of like, what does it look like to lay all of my insecurity before the Lord uh, and allow him to work on me, um, allow him to be my everything, allow him to be the thing that I can rely on, uh, that I can lean on, that I can trust and like work and love and like serve out of that um, and knowing like, man, even when I'm, I don't not having my best day mm-hmm. um, or even when that insecurity is rising up, like, yeah, but Jesus is my everything. Like I can lay everything down at his feet and know that he's taking care of me. Um, and that, that is something I'm still working on. Um, I think that's something that we're 
all still working definitely. on. Definitely. Um, but it is like, it has to be this active thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I think, I mean, I would even love to know. So uh, in the process of making Jesus uh, your everything, um, maybe what was, what was a struggle in that? Like, like where was a place where you were like, Jesus, I don't know that I want to give this up to you um, because I like this, um, but I know that you're better. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start this by saying I very much empathized with your testimony when you said it a while ago in the sense that um, a big part of who I was was put into my friends, but not also my friends, but also, you know, like, the girls I like. Ah, the ladies. Stuff like that. Um, and it was really difficult for me to surrender that to the Lord because I'm just like, well, yeah, but God, these are my friends who make me feel happy right now. And these are the girls who I'm really attracted to right now. Yeah. And like, obviously, I know in the moment what's good for me. At least that's what I thought in the moment. Because Of course. We always know what's best for exactly. us. Exactly. Guys, I'm being sarcastic. We don't usually mind. don't know what's best for us at all but it's okay for some reason nobody ever realizes when i'm sarcastic when i put it like a pretty obvious voice on it and that hurts me that's what i think and then i have people pull me aside all the time and they're like hey were you actually like were you being real about that and i'm like no why it's like, sarcasm right and even what came out of my mouth like would that ever actually come out of my mouth yeah it anyways anyways but yeah so like it was really difficult because like again in the moment I thought I knew everything. Yeah. So it was just like, those were the places where it was really easy for me to say like, well, Jesus, I know you're my everything. Yeah. But like, this is a pretty big part of my life. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to hold on to this. Right. Uh, and, you know, you, you can, you can touch the rest of my life, you know, like, just let me have this little slice. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it, doesn't really work out the best when we don't surrender everything like kind of we agreed to right um and it's just like you know in my relationships with some of my friends like because it wasn't really focused on the lord there were a lot of you know arguments a lot of fights a lot of places where they tried to lead me in areas i really didn't want to go yeah um and that caused me to lose friends and like even again in that area of girls like i would run after these girls and i would get really hurt they would get really hurt it was like a whole mess yeah um and it you know really wasn't good for anybody me trying to take control over those things that god really has such a greater plan for yeah yeah and a lot of that is so much so because we're trying to find and put our identity in something that can't define us yeah right so you know, it's it's crazy because I think we, we live in a world where everything else is trying to define us, but we're not allowing the God who created us to define us, right? We're not allowing creator God mm-hmm. to actually say like, hey, this is who you are. This is who I've created you to be. And it's actually very different than what the world is saying about you. Yeah. Um, and it's just so crazy because the like for some reason, and I, I'm speaking for myself, it's so much easier to trust the voices that are around me mm-hmm. than for me to trust the voice of the God that created me. Yeah. And that, I don't know, that just kind of created an image in my head of just this painter. Mm. And he makes this masterpiece work of art. And really, 
who else has the authority to put a title on his work of art other than himself? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, regardless of how much of an expert this art critic may be, yeah. he can't title the piece of art because he didn't create it. Right. You know? Like, regardless, like, I mean, honestly, with how we, or at least I often lived my life, like, regardless of how much this random gentleman I found in the gutter somewhere feels about how this art should be named, he doesn't have any authority over it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. If you get what I mean by that. Yeah, no, no, I get it. And I I think, so when I was in high school, uh, my I had a speech and theater teacher uh, my freshman year. Uh, and we went through a unit that was literally like, she was like, is this art? <laughs> and she would pull up, Eric, the most random stuff. Like, she literally pulled up a picture of a toilet and was like, is this art? Wow. And we're like, no. Why, like, why would that be art? And she was like well, if I tell you that the artist who created it said it was art, would you think it's art? And I was like, Mrs. Hoover, I love you and you're awesome. But that sounds so dumb. Uh, No, it's a picture of a toilet. And I remember her saying something to me that was like, if the artist created it with the intention that it is art, then it is art. And it's like, you know, in scripture, God calls us his handiwork, like his yeah. masterpiece, uh, which is also the sermon series that we just finished uh, in kind of big church Yeah, um, about God calling us his masterpiece. But it's like, if the God of the universe who created us, who painted us says, hey, you're, an, you're a masterpiece, you're my masterpiece. Why is it so hard for us to believe that and to believe that we're made whole in him mm-hmm. rather than going and searching in all of these different areas to like, well, hey, will you define me? Will you define me? Like, and it's so crazy, but like, I just, I don't know. I've lived my life now for 24 years. I've been following Jesus for 10 years. And every time I get to the end of myself, every time I get to the end of like, man, I've searched everywhere else for my purpose. Mm-hmm. Graves into gardens, right? I've searched the world and it yeah. can fill me. Um, shout out, Cassie. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but it's like, the only thing who can fill me, the only one who can fill me, the only one who can define me is this God who created me, who deserves to be my everything. Yeah. You know, like I, I just, man, my life looks so much different now than what it did when I was your age, where I was in, I was in a similar place. Maybe you, you're, you're talking about a little bit younger, but I was in the same place where it was like, I searched for all of these things and they always left me empty and hurt yeah. and sad. Um, and I, then I found Jesus and it was like, like, and not just like I found Jesus when I was 14, but like actually surrendered to him and started pursuing him and was like, man, like there is literally like nothing better than living with Jesus and living yeah. for Jesus. Definitely. Yeah, man. Whew. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, I think, Eric, the last question that I would even have for you is, let's say there's someone who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, you know what? I, I've heard you guys talk about this. You know, I've felt uh, God inviting me into a relationship with him, um, but I'm still scared. Um, or I don't like, I don't know that I actually want to give up my life. Yeah. Uh, or give up portions of my life for him uh, as kind of, you know, you're, you're senior, 
you're heading off and not really heading <sighs> off because you're staying around. Yeah. But you're leaving Fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to talk about this in like three weeks anyways. Um, like that, yeah. But what would be like your like your suggestion to someone who's like, man, I'm still on the fence. I, I can feel God inviting me into a relationship with him, but I'm still on the fence. So one of my biggest advice, pieces of advice I could possibly give is just like, if you say you're scared, God is so much bigger than anything you have to be scared of. Yeah. And he is waiting with arms wide open just to give you a big hug and comfort you in the middle of all the things that scare you. Yeah. And, you know, his embrace is just so worth it. Yeah. And like, in comparison to everything the Lord has given me, all the things I've given up are nothing. Yeah. You know, just like Paul said, but like all of this is garbage. Yeah. You know, so I would just say to you, God is so much bigger than all you're afraid of. Yeah. And he's so much bigger than everything you're going to give up. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think to just kind of last thought, I'm reading a book right now. Um, and the chapter that I'm reading on, so the first chapter was talking about God's heart and how he's kind and compassionate. Uh, but then it goes on to talk about how uh, not only is he kind and compassionate, but he actually lives that out. Like mm-hmm. he acts out of love. Yeah. And it just talks about every time you see Jesus, this holy God, right? God incarnate, the person that we would look at and be like, man, he is the most holy thing in the world. He's literally drawn to the sinner. Like he's drawn to the person that even you and I would be like, mm. yeah. Like Jesus is like, no, no, no. I want to be with that person. Like, I just want to love them. Um, and like, I, I would just say like, no matter where you are, as you're listening to this, like, man, know that Jesus is like, I just, I want to be where you are. Like if you're driving, he wants to be in the passenger seat. If you're sitting in your room, he's like, man, I'm sitting in your desk chair. If you're sitting in your desk chair, right now listening to this, that's really awkward because Jesus is sitting there. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, Jesus is always reaching out his hand. He's always inviting us to make him our everything. And I, I think the final thing I would say is also know that this is a process. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Eric, you haven't made it, right? Like, No, no. It's not one and done. Like I've, I'm still on this journey. Right. Yeah. And, and, I, I think, I mean, if you would ask me, I would say, yeah, I'm, there's still things that I daily have to surrender to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing it for 10 years. Um, so, so yeah, man, well, I'm so glad that you guys listened. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy. Eric, I really like doing this. This, this is a is, lot of fun. This is really fun. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're at like 27 minutes. Oh my goodness. Who knew that we could talk so long? Well, I hope you guys listened to the whole thing. <laughs> right. Like, if you do find one of us and say, hey, I listened to the whole thing. Right. If you listen to this whole thing, just let Eric know you think it's weird that he eats burritos without rice. Um, <sighs> I, why did I know you were going to call me out on that? I wanted to start the podcast off like that, but figured we shouldn't start off on a bad foot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, hey, we're so glad uh, that you tuned in. Uh, I actually want to leave you uh, with a blessing before we go. Uh, so I bless you uh, with the wisdom and knowledge of knowing that there is a savior named Jesus Christ who loves you, uh, who is constantly reaching his hand out to you. Uh, I bless you uh, with his presence, uh, with the Holy Spirit who guards you, uh, who gives gives you peace that surpasses all understanding. And yeah, we love you so much. Jesus loves you so much. And it's in 
his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Cool. Well, thanks so much, guys. We're excited for this. And yeah. Oh, yes. Keep checking in.